if there was ever a gospel that needed an explanation, I think this is it. Matthew is the only one that tells us this, so we'll only hear it every three years. And I think the other gospel writers, having access to this story, probably left it out because it's a, it, it's, it's a tough one to hear. But the reality is, is that God is not infrequently silent when we talk to him. And so these stories are reflections of our own relationship with God, which we find ourselves like this Canaanite woman asking God and God appearing to be simply silent, though we know he can hear us. Um, It's really a gospel about perseverance. When I was uh, still in Tillamook, my previous car was a Saturn. You know, the Pope is driving around in in, uh, Korea in in a Kia. People, nobody can believe he's gotten into a little Kia. No, they've never seen a dignitary in such a little car. That's a typical, this Pope. I, I'm going to save a picture of him in that Kia. But I was driving around in, in a Saturn. I kept it for 16 years. And when it was 10 years old, it developed a habit of shaking. And I, I was driving quite frequently to either Salem or Portland from Tillamook. So this began to really bug me. And I thought, I've got to get this fixed. So I went down to the tire place where I bought the tires, and they... They rebalanced the things. They said, oh, we, we know what it was. You, you needed some, these little weights in your tires and stuff. And, and it, I drove it out. It's still shaking. So I, uh, then I took it up to Saturn. And Saturn up here in Salem, it used to be here. They're, they're always very good to me there. Um, they, uh, uh, they did a, an alignment. They said, that ought to take care of your problem. Something was out of whack. Drove it home. It was a little better. So I, I, anyway, I, I had four visits like this. The last visit, I went up for an oil change. It took about six months, and I, I was getting ready to sell it. And uh, Saturn said to me, well, you know, you've got an old car, and uh, it's small. Father, offer it up. <laughs> That's like going to a doctor and having him say, it's all in your head. Go see somebody, you know, for that mental problem. And uh, which I thought maybe I was having. So I, I took it to one more place, and that person found the answer. And it was very simple. I had hit a curb too hard, and one of my rims was bent. So they replaced the rim on the tire, and that solved the entire problem. And so I, I tell that story. To me, that, that's always been a parable of to persevere. If you really believe in something, someone's got the answer somewhere. There has to be a reason for this. If God is silent with me, there has to be a reason because I know he loves me. I know he can hear me. Maybe God is calling me to try and to try and to try. When I keep trying, I own the thing. It becomes my thing. I'm invested in this. I have to work for it. Uh, It's so important sometimes that we really be invested in the thing that we're asking for. What parent gives their child everything they want the minute they ask? What kind of a child would that be? Spoiled. God is not like that. Sometimes he answers right away. I see all kinds of miracles type things that occur in people's lives and in my own, especially near the time of death. God seems to be, he arranges all the details. I just got back from my high school reunion. It was a lot of fun. I noticed God arranging details in my life so that things would go well and connections that, uh, you know, I, I ran into somebody here at a sick call. They, they knew somebody that I knew in San Diego 30 years ago. And because of that conversation, we met up again, and God arranges these wonderful things for us, and yet, in some of the larger 
major issues, God seems to sit there and say nothing. You ever been ignored by somebody? I mean, besides your spouse? Um, I was once, when I worked for American Airlines, uh, there was an agent there working on the computer. And for some reason, he either didn't like me or was mad, or maybe he was just a jerk. Better erase that. Um, and I was talking to him, and he just sat there working on his computer as if I wasn't there. I repeated myself three times, and he finally smirked. You know, 30 years later, I still remember this. The biggest insult I ever received was to be ignored. Not to be hated, but to be ignored. As if you're not there. Do you ever friend somebody on Facebook and they don't friend you back? It seems like it's a small thing, but if it was somebody you cared about, it's a bit of a hurt. It's a lot of hurt, or not people that you want, are going to go to bed, not sleep or something. But, but sometimes it seems like we've friended God and he, and he didn't friend us back. Or we talk to him and he keeps working on his divine computer, but we're not in the picture. And this is very common. And this gospel tells us, see, Jesus is acting as God here. And this woman, she, he goes up for a retreat. See, again, how often Jesus is trying to get away. We, we should never feel guilty if we have to get away for a while. Uh, vacations are from God, you know. Uh, and uh, at least we should try. But Jesus doesn't succeed in his vacation. He's up in a pagan area. Up, It's in lower Lebanon today, Tyre and Sidon. And all pagan, this Canaanite woman, is. she's heard of him, and she's going to come because she's got that daughter, and she's real concerned with that daughter. That daughter's going to keep her going. By God, she's going to get what she wants. And she's talking to Jesus, and whatever he's doing, he just completely ignores her. And it's so irritating that the disciples come up, and notice that they say, get rid of her. She can hear this. And he talks to the disciples. And with her in earshot, he still won't talk to her. He says, well, I was only sent to the, to the people of Israel, as you may recall. And so she gets down on her knees and says, please, Lord. And then he addresses her. He says, you, we shouldn't give the food of the, of the children to the dogs. This, this expression is a common idiomatic Semitic expression. The Jews of that era referred to the, the non-Jews or Gentiles as dogs, street dogs. Jesus takes this common expression that we would not understand that 2,000 years later. He takes that, that common expression and changes the dog to a pet. He, it, instead of calling her a street dog, which would be an insult, he says, he says we shouldn't take the we shouldn't take your pet poodle and, and give them, the, and give them the, the food of the master. See, I don't know, would you like to be called a poodle? That's a little better, but that's what Jesus is saying. And she says, oh, but even the poodles get what's left over after people get done eating. And so Jesus has been playing with her. See, the whole thing with this was so that she would persevere. There are many reasons why God does not answer our prayers right away. It may not be good for us. It's not the right time. We may be in a serious sin that needs to be dealt with before God will answer us. Something's not in a right relationship. We're not asking in the right way. Um, And it could also be that God is simply wanting us to wait, to persevere, to really own something. Maybe there's something we have to do before God will do his thing. Almost every time God works a miracle, he requires someone to do something along with him. 
for our human dignity. But in the end, we know that God is always listening. He always cares. He always wants to do what's best for us. So this gospel is when God is silent with me, I am called to persevere, not to give up and walk away, not to think that God does not love me, to recall all the times God has spoken to me and has answered, but in this case, I must persevere through one, uh, one tire manufacturer after the other, if necessary, because I'm going to persevere in what God is calling me to do. And that's what God wants. God is glorified by the fact that we don't give up when it's hard. We don't give up when it's not easy. This is true in relationships. It's true with God. It's true with life. So we thank God that Jesus is instructing us about how he acts in our lives. We pray that when Jesus is silent with us, we will not be silent.